Hey cuties, welcome to Cup of Joy the podcast, created to jumpstart your joy, supersize your soul, and provide a sweet space for your own personal growth. I'm your host, Heidi B, certified food and body coach, life coach, personal trainer, and owner of Joyfully Bee, where I'm obsessed with helping people win the food and body battle and reclaim their joy. I'll share with you stories of people who have shifted their junk to joy and struggles into celebrations to live a life that they love. Each episode is guaranteed to light and lift you up. Because on this show, we'll talk truth about topics that block us from living our best life, how to make your body your bestie, and tons of tasty tidbits to make your own cup of joy overflow. Believe it or not, I once lost my joy, but now it's back, and I'm here to help you find yours on the daily. As my mama bee always says, it's time to put a smile on your face and joy in your heart. Ready to start? Let's jam. Hey, Crystal, how are you today? Hey, I'm so good. How are you, lady? Oh, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. You guys, Crystal Halverson, she is on today. She helps health and wellness mompreneurs end their battle with sugar and stop feeling like an imposter in their industry. Wow, that is powerful, lady. That is so powerful. I know. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. Oh, my goodness. It was so fun to finally see you last weekend in San Diego, too, and then to hop on this podcast recording with you. I'm like, yes, of course. Let's jam. Yes. You guys, Crystal is such a powerhouse in this space because she has had her own junk to joy, struggle to celebration story, and what you're about to hear is going to be so powerful and resonate with so many of you who have struggled with the addiction to sugar. How many people does this resonate with, Crystal? Oh my gosh, I know. And you know, when I was in the midst and in the journey of it myself, I felt as if I was the only one that was struggling with the sugar. Um, I felt like nobody else had that. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, like, is this seriously the only, like, am I the only person (laughs) that struggles with this? Because on the outside, you would like see people and they didn't see to be eating as many donuts as I was or wanting as much candy. And at any time, I could literally devour like an entire pan of brownies. Oh, I hear that. Like the cookies. It was never enough. Yeah. Yeah. I I just, I remember, did you ever have like sneaky times where you drove through the Krispy Kreme and you just quick devoured all the donuts at once? This was my story. (laughs) Or there were, I had like my secret stash at home, hiding it from my husband and he didn't know where it was at. And then I would just, when he would leave, then I would jump into the sugar. It was, it was so weird. And I knew that I was doing it, but I thought I've got to be the only one on this journey. I've got to be the only one addicted to sugar. And it's the sugar's fault. It is sugar's fault. (laughs) (laughs) I know. And that's what, what I always thought. And I always identified myself as, well, I'm just addicted to sugar. I'm a sugar addict. And that is literally what my entire life fed into. Then I, uh, I was always like, yeah, that was crystal. I could eat the ice cream and eat the brownies and eat the cookies. And I found at a really young age, too, is that by me eating those things, it makes other people feel better, right? You know, like when you're out to eat and somebody orders a salad, do you, does that make you feel like you should be eating, like, the burger with the French fries, yeah. right? Yeah, So when Yeah, so, like, when I found when I would eat that stuff, I felt as if, like, other people felt, I don't want to say like more safe around me. Um, but I had this complete disconnect because on the outside, people saw this really thin, fit, athletic girl. I just don't gain weight. I'll be totally honest. I, I literally just don't gain weight. Oh, so outside, I love that you shared that. Healthy. 
And on the inside, I was like an absolute train wreck. Mm Because on the inside, I was tearing myself up with, what's wrong with you? How come you don't have any self-control? How come you can't just say no? Why Why can't you stop eating after one brownie? Why do you have to have eight brownies? Why can't it be enough? And I really, I literally thought it was all about the sugar. It wasn't me. If only I couldn't eat, if I could just stop eating the sugar, right? Right. So I absolutely love that you said the whole body thing because I think a lot of times people think that this is only in one body type, the person that struggles with food and sugar addiction, but this is everywhere. And the the biggest piece of it is, is that we're tormenting ourselves on the inside and having this internal dialogue that I'm not good enough. I have to have guilt over eating this thing. And all that makes us want to do is go for more. It wants to make us fulfill that internal need of like, I just don't feel good enough. So I'm just going to go back for more because that's my go-to thing. So mm-hmm. what what shifted for you? There's a point in your story where now we're in the struggle bus. How do we get from struggle to celebration? What did you try? Oh, my gosh. And that's like where I feel like I can look back and now I can see how my entire journey unfolded. But when I was in like the heat of it and in the mess, it just felt like complete chaos. Um, But I always like to say, I literally have just turned my mess into my message. So yeah, I went from this crazy sugar addiction, which most people were so unaware of because I hit it so well, right? I would eat in quiet, in private. Um, People just always thought I had this healthier because I was really focused on health and wellness and I was very, very knowledgeable on it. But what killed me is I knew how bad sugar was for me. And yet I still couldn't stop. So the one thing that I would say is that interests me the most was, oh my gosh, would it have been four years ago now? It might have been. Um, The pink drink. And one of my girlfriends shared it with me. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, this helps reduce sugar cravings. Like, are you kidding me? Of course. Sign me up. Ooh, the pink drink. I I love, I love just the name of it too. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I know. So I was drinking the pink drink and also like the other gut health supplements that the network marketing company sold. And, um, I loved it. And I quickly actually fell into, I wanted to that with my friends and family. Mm. Why? Because I love it because of how much it changed my life. I was so addicted to sugar. And then all of a sudden I added in in these supplements and I'm like, whoa, my sugar cravings had greatly reduced. Did I still eat sugar? Yes, but it was still way better than what it was. So that was my journey for a few years. And I did. I loved it. I had these visions. I had this hope. I loved sharing it with other people. I loved consistently learning about health and wellness. But one shift that happened that forever, I would say, changed my life is um, the company was that I was like working underneath of, the network marketing company discontinued the pink drink that I was drinking. Mm. So they created two different new versions and neither one of them I liked and they disagreed with me. So I literally couldn't drink them. Yeah. And then I was stuck at the, holy moly, where do you even begin? I literally couldn't buy this product that for years I was actually very, very dependent on. When I took my pink drink, then I didn't have cravings, right? And now that was gone. So my sugar cravings came back full force, full fledged. 
And so that was a constant battle. And for myself, like when I have sugar, I am not a, just a nice person. I'll be honest. I swear I could almost be bipolar. If I'm eating sugar, I am easily cranky, easily angered, easily frustrated, very impatient. And I'm really not the person who I desire to be. Like mm. that's not crystal. But I always identified that was just a part of who I was because of the sugar. And now I can look back and see how greatly sugar affected me from stopping it for a long time. And then all of a sudden, full-fledged sugar cravings come back. And I could see the change in my personality. But what affected me even more, you guys, which is what led me to my coaching and who I narrowed down my focus to, is I felt like a complete imposter in my company. Right. Here I was, got health supplements and this pink drink to help you with your energy and cravings and just your overall health, but I, I no longer could take it. And that's what led me to my next step was I was listening to a podcast and Samantha Skelly was on it chatting with Angie Lee. Her Hungry for Happiness program broke to my heart because for once in my life, it was the first time that I heard that it wasn't, it, it's not like I didn't have the self-discipline. It's not that I didn't have self-control, but your relationship to food and your addiction like with sugar is directly correlated with internal like issues that you need to deal with and and not so much externally so I chose that I did not want to end or change my relationship with food on something that was based externally because I couldn't have control if they would stop the product again right right that's what led me to hungry for happiness and that entire 10 month journey which I got to meet you Lee. Exactly. We did meet there. And I love what you said about the dependency model because the biggest thing in this coaching industry that you and I have both graduated from is that we are sick and tired of helping. We've always wanted to help people, which is why I did started my personal training business as well. But the dependency model of anything outside of us is so high that I got tired of not serving women in well enough. So they would have to right. keep coming back for more, for more, for more, for more, when all I needed to do was learn how to give them the toolbox of how to heal everything inside of them first, and then the right. rest just comes. And I know that that's really hard for people to understand, but it really does. It really does. You don't have to. And I did the same thing, Crystal. We didn't talk about this before, but I wanted so desperately to up my personal training gains and get leaner and get meaner that I signed up for an MLM a couple years ago too. And there was nothing wrong with that. And their goal is to help people feel the best in their bodies, get stronger. You know, they sell protein powders and super drinks and cleanses and all that kind of stuff. And I truly signed up for that, wanting to be the be such a better version of myself. But I didn't realize that it wasn't until I did the internal work that I could be the best version of myself. And I stopped yeah. using all that yes. stuff um, over a year ago just because I realized that the internal work is so much more powerful and there is no longer a dependency model. What we're learning in this coaching and what you and I are both teaching women to do is how to have a sustainable transformation by healing their feelings. And I think that's what you and I were talking about. This addiction to sugar was actually nothing more than the sugar was helping you numb out to avoid those feelings. Totally. I lived years completely disconnected. Not until last last year when I started diving deep internally that I was like, what does it mean to be grounded? What does it mean to be fully connected? Because my entire life I felt like was disconnected and chaotic and just like running on like Mach 90. Mm. And yeah, I would avoid 
made it feeling anything that I didn't want to. So if there was anything that was painful, if I felt anger, if I felt hurt, frustration, or irritability, which when I would eat sugar, I would feel that way, and that which led me to eating more and more and more. And hence why it was never, ever, ever enough. It was just a constant, constant, constant cycle. And so what I really found was there's like these certain basic human needs that we all have. And I won't dive into all of them, but I'm just going to share with you guys a few of the main ones that when I realized this, it was a huge aha moment of, holy moly, I, for years and years and years, had been meeting a human need by going to food instead of choosing other routes or other avenues that were way healthier and um, that truly met my need. And for example, two of them are, um, I knew for certain, certainty is a basic human need that we all need. And I knew for certain that if I would eat sugar, if I would overeat food, whatever that was, is that it would temporarily make me feel happy. Eating that sugar would give me this temporary high. It would give me this, um, even like some more energy that would come from it. And I knew that for certain. So when I felt like crap, when I was moody, when I was irritable, angry, whatever, I would turn to sugar. And that was my little pick-me-up because I knew for certain how it would make me feel. Oh, it was also, that guarantee, that guarantee of what you're going to get. It was, like consumption it was outcome. A and I feel like I, on that same spectrum, do you feel like when you were taking the pink drink, there was that certainty that your cravings would be numbed out for a little while? Yes, totally. Because I was like, when I drank my pink drink, I knew my cravings would go away. Yes. And do I think it really helped with it, with the sugar cravings? Hands down, I truly do think. And also, we also know that whatever we focus on always expands. Mm-hmm. So when I was focusing on this drink, right, it takes away my sugar cravings, but what is going to expand? It goes oh. hand in hand, right? Yes. Um, yeah. And I also knew for certain, though, that when I would binge eat, when I would emotionally eat and eat the sugar nonstop, it would make me feel better for a little bit of time. But I also knew what would come after that. Mm. And that was like the aftermath of like the guilt and the shame that would come. You said you were not going to do this. You said you were going to start on Monday. You were never going to eat sugar this, that, right? Mm. And then the whole mind battle. My mind was battling all the flipping time. And the other um, human need that I would always use for food was the the need for variety. Mm. Us humans, we literally need variety. And I think the older we get, the harder this is. When we're younger and say, just remember yourself being, even like in middle school and high school, like you're changing classes. You have different friends in each class. You have the different sport seasons and then you start swimming. I mean, you you literally have a lot of changes when you're younger. And you have that variety. Now, fast forward, you're done with college, you've graduated, you do the same job every day, you're married, you see the same person, and you've lost a ton of friends because you guys have all moved away from each other. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden now, like your variety is greatly, greatly, greatly reduced. So I noticed I would go to food. I would do chocolate chips, peanut butter, Reese's, Snickers, you name it. Like The amount of variety that I would get and that would meet my need with food was like unheard of. I I just loved it, right? So diving deep in our coaching and really learning, well, okay, so yes, I see I meet these needs using food and sugar specifically, but how can I actually shift that? So like how could I meet my need for certainty 
in a different way. Open how, a niche yeah. for variety in a different way. And how did you and fill re- those two things, variety and certainty? What were some new mechanisms that you went to? Because I know a lot of people listening to Crystal are are those moms, are those mompreneurs um, who yes. are just, just trying to do it all. And it it's like, girl, I don't got time for variety and certainty. I, all I know is for certain is that I got to get my kid up, get him ready, get him going. <laughs> like, how do I replace that numbing out mechanism with a healthy means of variety and certainty? What do you do? Totally. And I always like to mention, too, that this work didn't just happen for me overnight. Thank that you. This, <laughs> this work is a, a, a longer process. So I always say, when you think of something that is more of a quick fix... I literally think like if it's like a month, six weeks, eight weeks, like that's still like a pretty quick fix. This type of work, when you are truly diving deep, it literally can take you six months, 12 months. I know 12 months in almost. And um, I can look back now and be like, oh my goodness, at month four and month five, I really like had a downfall or, but then I saw this afterwards, right? Like I can see the, the valleys and the highs and the lows. So now I can come at it and say like, hey, over the past year, these are things that I now shifted. So for both of them, I have to say, um, I was needing food for both certainty and variety, right? Yeah. So now how I've shifted it is I just do a few things and it still meets both of those needs. For example, over this past year, I have been way better about getting outside and hiking out in nature. All of us in our family now have bikes. Our boys had bikes, but Dan and I did not have bikes. Um, so purposely like making plans and being very intentional of we're going outside, we're literally going to a state park and we are going to hike. And it, it and I knew, what did I know for certain when I did that? I knew for certain, I would love the fresh air. Oh. I would love the view and I would love the calmness and the stillness and the peace that it would, it would bring. And in the same perspective, being a mom, I needed something that I could actually do with my kids yeah. because if you work outside of the house, it's really, really hard to also take even more time on top of that to be away from your kids. So it's always a constant, how can I do this? How can I make my beads? How can I embody this work? At at the same time, allowing my kids the same thing. Because the thing is, is like, I want them not to turn to food too, to meet their needs. I have to actually like teach them other ways and other tools, right? Yeah. And I love too that... I love that that meets the need for variety, too. Different views, different things, different sights, different feels, different smells, all of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, and there's other things, too. Um, even the silly things as far as, like, a morning routine or a bedtime routine. How do you know for certain that you, how are you going to start your day or how are you going to end your day? A huge one for myself over this past year has been using pause breath work. Mm. I know for certain when I take the time and I do the meditative breath work, even integrative throughout my day, I know for certain that allows me to be like that calm mom, that more connected mom. What happens when I'm more calm and more connected? I choose not to numb out on things. I no longer need that. And I get variety at the same perspective because one, I can actually make my own, um, pause breath work journeys up and two like I have multiple ones that I get to choose and I have like a ton of music right that I get to piece that all together I love that you focus on the I love that you focus on the outcome here too of sugar used to give me this and this and this and this so I couldn't I didn't want to stop consuming it because I wanted to live in the feeling of numbness um and or that 
energy boost. Like I didn't want it to stop, so I just kept consuming it. And now it's like you get to get, for lack of a better word, addicted to mm-hmm. going outside doing some breath work, taking a time out for yourself, doing those things that you know are going to produce the outcome, but also knowing that that took time for you to graduate to because you've been eating sugar for a really, really, really long time. So that's a gimmick. Oh my gosh. You know what it's going to do. We have to continue to be so committed to those certainty and variety routines that that we become addicted to them. Without those things... We're just not the same person, and we crave those things. It's a better type of internal fulfillment. Totally. And what I think, too, is so important is that what never worked for me was on Monday, I'm going to stop eating sugar. I'm going to never have chocolate. I'm going to never eat candy. And that never, ever, ever works. That is, you literally spiral into a complete downward, like downward muck. It's just icky. But how can you reestablish and just like rechange your relationship with food? So how can I like now in my journey, how can I actually have chocolates and peanut butter and not tear myself up on the inside? Or how can I have like my favorite like Reese's candy bar and be, and have that be okay? Because for years I would eat it, but the entire time I was eating it, it was like, this is so bad for you. This is going to give you cancer. You're going to be so crabby. Da, 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 da. But you're so addicted to sugar. You have to have this. You need this, right? It was just like that constant battle. Yeah. Now coming from this place of, I can actually eat that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to actually send me into a downward spiral. And the other thing is that, like, we can actually be in the house and I can have control over it. Right. Meaning before, I would just eat it as fast as I possibly could so then it would be out of my house. So then I no longer had to debate, well, when am I going to eat it? Will I eat it tonight or will I eat it tomorrow? Yes. And it's just kind of like that waiting game, which was so painful. (laughs) I know a big thing for me, too, was that I had to drop the rules around diet and exercise. And this is a whole other podcast that we're going to have to tape another day. But I know around this, along these same lines is... I used to be like, well, if I exercise for two hours, not just the normal, if I exercise, if I over-exercise, then I can have one fun size Reese's peanut butter cup or whatever it is. And then yeah. when I would eat that, I would have waited so long to accomplish that rule mm-hmm. that that my body wanted it wanted more, 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 more. So when we restrict, restriction is not the game plan, ladies and gentlemen. It is yeah. not the game plan because your body just craves it even more. So well, drop the rules. Drop the rules around food and just we get to feel into what we truly desire. Now I can get to the point where I'm like, I can almost eat half of a fun size and go, huh, that tastes good. And no joke, I really can do that now. Yeah, and not beat yourself up about it too. And the other thing that I noticed the big change was I would go to my pantry at nighttime when the boys would go to bed because that was always my time to binge eat, emotionally eat, to finally end my day. And um, I would like literally stare at the chocolate chips and the peanut butter. Those Mm. were my two jam because people wouldn't – Think that chocolate chips and peanut butter are bad, right? So, like, yeah. You have them in your pantry. They're not Reese's. They're not candy bars, whatnot. And I could just like sit there and stare at them. And there was a part of me that was like, you know, you want that. You know that you need to eat that. But then there was this other part of me that was like, that's not who I am. I I don't desire to have that. And I, and I actually would just feel like, but how am I feeling? Well, there's a part of me that really wants this because this is my autopilot mode. Mm-hmm. But the other part of me is so sad. I'm like, what's my intention behind eating this? And there was many times of me like literally just coaching myself in my in my kitchen and 
this like my mind's going from disconnected to connected, disconnected to connected. But actually truly learning how my body communicates with me. Do I want to eat chocolate chips and peanut butter? Yes or no. In the past, I never knew that. I would just always eat and eat and eat. But now when I go and I eat the foods, what's any food, it doesn't really matter. But am I hungry for this? I, am I trying to eat this to fill an emotional need? Or is it because I'm just like truly hungry and like this is food? And just mm. like and food is food. It doesn't have to be good food. It doesn't have to be bad food. It's just food. But that's like hence why we have coaching programs, Heidi. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Thank goodness. What, what we're chit-chatting about, like we literally could go to, and dive deep into hours, which is hence what we do in the coaching. But it's all of these little things. And I think people think that um, it's a checklist. Give me the checklist. And then I'm sweet, good, I'm done. Each one of our lists are so different because our past is who created us, you know, like who we are today. Yeah. And only we ourselves through our own curiosity get to be like literally like the detectives that get to determine how are we meeting certain needs? How do we feel about feeling emotions? Like, do I eat because I'm hungry or just emotionally? And that just takes time and time is growth. It really is. Yeah. I totally realized on this journey that I have to do my emotional exercises way, 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 way more than the physical exercises. Yes. Way more. Because when I do the emotional exercises, then the physical just comes because I want to move my body. I know how it makes me feel. I know what it provides for me. I love this topic so much, Crystal, because literally you got to ditch the pink drink and move into this new version of yourself and your journey. And I think one of the most important things to say is that we both don't think that MLMs are bad. You know, the multi-level marketing oh, things. Oh, gosh, no. But what we've come to realize, too, is that products that support the highest version of ourself, and I know that my protein drinks and things like that and my, my cleanse drinks and all these things and that I was trying were really just to get the physical body that I want. They weren't to support the emotional highest version of myself that I love right now. And since I've discovered that, there's plenty of products that I want that I'll try that make me feel good. And I feel like yes. you're in that space too of just we're shifting over into we're still consumers. We still love buying things. We still love shopping. There's nothing yeah. wrong with it. But supporting the line that really makes me feel good. It's all about the feelings. It is. And two, I think it comes down to that we no longer are buying it out of fear. We're buying it truly out of like love for our body and for our health and our wellness. Oh, so good. Yes. Yeah. And that's, I feel like the huge shift because I do, I, I, my coaching business is directly going to be geared towards those mompreneurs, those network marketers who are hustling with their business, but they feel like this stuck and they feel this block. They feel like they know all of these things about health and wellness, but yet they're still struggling with binge eating, emotionally eating, overeating, and there's this huge disconnect. Well, I don't want you to stop what you're doing. Like if you feel this calling and this desire on your heart, instead of stopping, instead of seeing stuff, how can we just like reshift your focus? How can you actually like learn tools to work through and to move through this part that you do feel stuck and maybe it's a little bit sticky? So first and foremost, you can actually propel and like have success in your own business. But hey, guess what? But all of the tools that I teach you, you now get to teach you your entire downline. The ripple effect by doing this isn't just that I get to help like a few moms here and there. It's truly like these mompreneurs. You ladies have so much access to so many other people. And think of the powerhouse that you truly get to be when you get to share some of these tools 
I feel like it's like the secret sauce, but it's not that secretive because it's not that difficult. But people don't eat those foods. So it's just these little things, these little nuggets, and you get to incorporate that into your daily life. You get to embody that. And when you do that, you no longer feel like an imposter. You you now get to like show up and own your where you're at like in your business, like with full strength and full confidence in where you're at. Wow. I love that you are showing up so big to serve this group of people, of women that are leading these huge groups that really Mm -hmm. do desire. And the fact that this is your true struggle to celebration story is so beautiful that, you know, it all started with the pink drink and there's nothing wrong with it. That was supposed to be in your life for a reason to get you to this space. Now you can help, you can truly, truly help those mompreneurs end their battle with sugar and stop feeling like an imposter. 1 million percent. So I know, why don't you tell us just a little bit about that? Because this is a big thing, you guys, she is starting, some group sessions and I want to know, I want you to know that those are going to be in the show notes of how you can find that but tell us what you really want to do um, how you want to show up in this world for these women oh my gosh I know so no what I'm doing now is I am booking calls with 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 teams when you're on like your team calls I will be leading those calls. My goal is to to be on them and to be on as many calls as I possibly can why because I really want to guide you ladies into how can we like approach our business, living our life like more connected and out of love and passion compared to being totally disconnected and in like mess and chaos and being stuck. Um, I love using the power of breath that God has blessed each and every one of us with. It is such an easy peasy tool in order um, to, to, to utilize and really being able to just share my knowledge and some of my little coaching tools to, to actually start changing people's lives and like level effects again. Um, when people are ready to work a little bit more intimately with me and a little bit closer and to really, really, really dive, dive deep, my group program is launching in January of 2020. And it seems so crazy that that's literally, what, six weeks away? Yeah. (laughs) I know. As I'm saying it, I'm like, I feel like it's so far away. And I'm like, nope, nope, nope. Like, it's going to be here so incredibly fast. But really, I'm just geared towards this ripple effect. It's literally just like taking, like, the action steps. And through that action, it's in the embodiment of the work. Yeah, you guys, if you are looking for somebody to connect with on the mom level, on the mom mompreneur level, or even just the mommy the mommy struggle, I know Crystal is like, that's so near totally. and dear, it's along the same lines, and this episode resonated with you on the whole sugar addiction, all that stuff. How can they find you, Crystal? Where can they find you? Yes, Facebook, Instagram, I have a podcast. Operation Transformation Podcast. You can always catch me there. Personally message me though, you guys. I think sometimes when we hear, at least for myself, when I hear people on podcasts, I'm like, oh, there's no way they're going to respond to me. There's no way they're going to chat with me, right? I don't know about you, Heidi, but if somebody would personally message you, wouldn't you be like, let's chat? Oh my gosh. It's my favorite thing. It's literally my favorite thing. Anytime somebody writes on my Facebook wall or sends something on my Instagram, I am so stoked to chat. So careful. If you reach out to me, I'm going to be like all on it. And I know you are too. (laughs) Thanks so much for tuning in. If you love what you heard, please take a quick second to screenshot this episode and share it with someone that you know would love it. Connecting with you brings sunshine to my soul. So let's continue the conversation on Instagram at joyfullybe. Drop me a message, 
question or share your own junk to joy story with me. Remember that joy is contagious. You can help me spread it by leaving a little buzz, aka a review, on Apple Podcasts. To learn more about Cup of Joy the Podcast and my soulful services, visit cupofjoythepodcast.com. Chat soon!